But, but God sees these things. So when God, when, before God ever created Rhonda, he's, he, there was a need. And God was like, I'm going to make me a Rhonda to meet that need. So he built Rhonda, caused her to be born. Bo- he borned her. <laughs> I'm making up words here. <laughs> you know it's good when somebody's making up words. He, bo- he borned her. <laughs> he, brought, he brought her onto the earth. Uh, and he brought her onto the earth having put within her what she needed to fulfill her purpose. Now, you know what? He, he, put, he put it in there. All it, all it needed was activation by the Holy Ghost. And when Rhonda got born again, and she, she gives the testimony. If we had time, I'd have her share it tonight. Great testimony. Uh, she got born again and then eventually got filled with the Spirit. And when she got filled with the Spirit, like Pastor Ben talked about last night, something was activated in her. But even then, she still didn't have all that it took to fulfill her purpose. There were still things that had to be put in place, and there are still things being put in place. But I've seen, I've seen so much growth in Miss Rhonda over the last 10 years. She is a charter member of this church. She was one of the first members of Winner's Church. She was there in the beginning, and she remains here. And you know, um, she may have thought about leaving, but she never told me nothing about it. Thank God. <laughs> There's some people that made it known. They're like, I'm really thinking about getting out of here. I was like, here, take one of my kids with you. <laughs> no, no. No, I never said that. I love my babies. But anyhow, so God, he created you the purpose. And it's his desire to anoint you with his spirit to bring forth that which he, you know, purposed for you to do. In other words, God wants you to function on a higher level. The Bible says that they, the, uh, uh, that, they that do know their God shall be mighty and do exploits. God wants you to do exploits. Paul said this to the Corinthians. He said, my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God intends on demonstrating his power through his people. But there has been, there's been a disconnect. There's been a disconnect. You know, the Bible says that God was with Jesus, and we knew that God was with Jesus according to Acts uh, uh, oh, somewhere in the book of Acts, it says, <laughs> Acts 10, I think maybe uh, 10 something, it says, uh, maybe 1038, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You know, when God's with you, he wants to do mighty things through you, things you're not capable of doing. Amen. When you're a musician, when you're a singer, he wants you to function on a level that you're not capable of functioning. He wants you to sing with uh, an ability you, ca- you, you couldn't do in the natural. He wants you to play with an ability. That's why it's hard for talented people. Because talented people, it's hard for them to break over there into some place that's, that's too hard for them to go. But that's where God's trying to lead us. Places that we can't go without him. Doing things that we can't do without his presence. Now, there's, you say, man, I can think of so many things in my life that exist uh, that keep me from that place. But there's really only one thing that keeps us from that place. I'm, I'm going to reveal it to you. Some of you. Some of you about to get one of the greatest revelations you've ever gotten in your entire life. I'm telling you the truth. Some of you about to get one of the greatest revelations you've ever gotten in your whole entire life. 
So let's, let's look at this story first. Let's look at this story. Ooh, should we look at that one first or should we look at the other one first? Ayla, that one or the other one? <laughs> All right, yeah, let's look at this one first. So it says, uh, let's read from verse um, 12. Mark chapter 11, verse 12 says, And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, talking about Jesus. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, <laughs> he came, if happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, <laughs> he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. How many of you remember this story? So the Bible says Jesus is, is uh, leaving, you know, Jerusalem, and he comes, he comes to this place where he sees this fig tree far off as they're making uh, uh, this uh, journey. And when he sees the fig tree, because he's hungry, and I can relate to that, uh, <laughs> he was hungry. And when he saw the fig tree, it, the Bible says this, he came happily that, uh, to it, expecting to find something on it. And, but the Bible makes it clear, but the time of figs was not yet. Now, you have to understand, Jesus came from this area. Jesus knew good and well it wasn't fig season. Jesus knew, listen, Floridians know when the, the oranges are good. In Puerto Rico, people know when to pick bananas and eat them. You know, when, when you're, <laughs> yeah. Mangoes, yes, mangoes, mangoes too, yes, mangoes. There's no, there's nothing like Puerto Rican mangoes. Shundai. I'm getting under the anointing up here, the anointing. The anointing. Well, that's good. Amen. But notice, notice this. It says he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Look what it says next, verse 14. And Jesus answered. And said unto it. Isn't that an interesting uh, statement? That Jesus answered this fig tree. Jesus answered this fig tree. Now let me point a couple things out to you. Jesus knew it wasn't the time of figs. He lived in the area. But Jesus didn't walk. You know Jesus didn't walk to the same beat of the same drum that man walks to? Jesus, say this with me. Say, Jesus walked in the supernatural. But you know why he walked in the supernatural? Because he walked after the spirit. Jesus walked in the way that God commanded us to walk in Galatians chapter 5. Walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Jesus walked after the spirit. In the, we are called to walk in the same manner. To walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. So when Jesus is walking after the spirit, he was hungry. And because he was hungry, he goes up to this fig tree. Now see, Jesus, uh, you say, well, Jesus should have followed the rules. If Jesus would have followed the rules, it would have worked out for him. Yeah, but you don't understand. When you walk after the Spirit and you're Spirit-led and the Spirit leads you to something, then there's, a, there's an expectation that uh, the way the Spirit leads you is going to produce results, supernatural results. For example... Jesus, one time he stayed back praying, sent his disciples over to the other side of the sea. He said, I'll meet you on the other side. Um, that night he got done praying, and the Bible says that he took out walking toward that sea. And when he took out walking toward that sea, he stepped out onto the water. And how many of you know that water wasn't designed for us to walk on? I don't know if you've ever tried it or not. I know after... After I got saved, I'd read the story about Jesus. I went straight to the swimming pool, and I made several attempts, all of which failed. But anyway... 
at least I was willing to try. You know, I was willing to try. But, but Jesus, Jesus goes walking toward this water, and all of a sudden, and I can only imagine that this is how it went. Those water molecules were like, y'all see who's coming? They had to have gotten together. They had to have gotten together. Isn't that right, Don? Because they, they don't get together like that. So there had to be communication. Th- those water molecules had to be saying, do you all see that? The other one says, I see him. What's he doing? He's coming. But he ain't got no boat. I think he's, he's going to walk. <laughs> what are we going to do? Well, y'all know who he is. We literally, we're going to have to change here. Come on, y'all. Let's work together. And then water, Jesus stepped out there, and then water molecules were like, Ugh! you understand? All of a sudden, water had to act differently than what it normally did to facilitate the spirit and the faith with which Jesus functioned. Amen. Amen. Listen, it was, it was the spirit in Jesus and it was the faith in Jesus that caused those water molecules to change the way that they would normally work to hold him up and to carry him all the way out to his disciples. Five loaves and two fish. Anybody else could have prayed over that meal and it wouldn't have turned out the same way. But Jesus... He gets five loaves and two fish in his hand, and he blesses it. And then he, and there are five thousand. There are five thousand men there, potentially ten thousand people if you count women and children. But at least five thousand men. Jesus goes to ripping that bread off like he expects five loaves to feed these people. And you know what that bread is saying? Keep on, y'all. Keep on. He ain't playing, y'all. Do it. Them fish are looking. They're like, y'all know what we have to do. Y'all know what we got to do right now? The bread is working. Y'all get to. Don't play with him. And he fed all those people and collected 12 baskets of excess. And you know how that happened? That didn't happen because somebody kept going back to the Piggly Wiggly and picking up bread and fish. That happened because Jesus functioned on a level of faith and in a level of, of the Spirit. And listen, that wasn't just exclusively for Jesus. God intended for his people to walk after the Spirit in the same manner. And amen. But we see here. We see, <laughs> we see here in this story that this is one time that something actually resisted his authority. Because Jesus is rolling up on this fig. You know good and well that fig tree knew who he was. I mean, can you imagine? Dead bodies probably twitched when Jesus came around. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember who it was I heard preach this, but I heard, I heard one time that when Jesus, you know, when Jesus stood at the grave of Lazarus, he, didn't, he, he, he said, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't just say, come forth. Because if he'd have said, come forth, everybody would have got up. But he had to be specific. Because you know when he stood up in front of that tomb of Lazarus, all them dead people was like, calm. It's like a, it was like, price is right. People was, 
They're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. John, come on down. You know, they was waiting. They was waiting. <laughs> and when Jesus said, Lazarus, boy, it was like the Price is Right music came on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he came forth. But see that—that that was the kind of authority he had. So he walks up on this fig tree. Listen, if if I had been that fig tree, I don't care whether it's time for figs. Or, I'd have been trying to push something out. You understand what I'm saying? I'd have been like, mm, he's here. Mm, you know, I'd have been trying to pop something out. But no, this fig tree just stands there and looks at him. This fig tree just stands there and looks at him. And Jesus, when it didn't produce, and you know, this will mess, this messes with tree huggers. Because it does. Because them tree huggers will be like, I can't, I'll never, I had one tell me that one time, I'll never serve God. Why? Because Jesus cursed a fig tree for no reason. I was like, are you serious? I, I waited and walked away and said, how dumb can you get and still breathe? I said it under my breath. How dumb can you get and still breathe? But, but I want you to notice something, that Look what it says. And Jesus answered and said unto it, talking to a fig tree. <laughs> I don't know if you, I know some of you all think talking in tongues is crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Some of us, we, we hesitate getting into the spirit and getting active in worship and being expressive because we think that we look crazy. Listen, your Savior talked to trees. See, your religion got you to thinking, because you belong to an abomin—I mean, a denomination. You, you, you get over there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but we, we've we've made Jesus, you know, this this you know nice, and we put him in a package, and he's you know he's popular, and his ways are popular, and he, Jesus was in the in the for the world really. You give the world an opportunity to talk to me. Jesus was nuts. I mean, if you looked at it in the natural, we know he wasn't nuts, but you know what? I mean, if the world was looking at him, they'd be, he's like, <laughs> he, he answers the fig tree. Now, notice it says he answered. You only answer something that has spoken to you first. You say, did that fig tree talk to Jesus? Yeah, but he didn't have to use words. I say he, might have been a she, I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> Okay, you can smile. <laughs> that fig tree didn't use words. That fig tree by its actions. You know what it said? It said to Jesus, I don't care who you are. It ain't time. So Jesus answered it and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the Bible says his disciples heard it. His disciples heard it. Amen. In other words, his disciples heard it, but there was no evidence that that tree responded to Jesus at that moment, all right? So they walk away, and uh, let's go to verse uh, 
uh, verse 20. Are we, are y'all still with me? Yes. It says, and I, I know some of y'all get nervous. You're like, he's still reading his scripture. No, I'm preaching. This is the way I preach. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Say, and in the morning. morning. Say it again. Say it again. One word from God can change everything in a 24-hour period of time. Did you hear what I said? One word from God can change everything overnight. Some of you say, well, I ain't never seen nothing. I'm going to tell you why. I'm gonna t- I know some of you like, what's the thing? What's the thing? Tell us the thing. I'm going to tell you the one thing. But I'm going to leave it right till right, 9 o'clock you're going to hear it. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> so, so they come, George. They see the fig tree, and Peter has a Pentecostal fit. Ah! Peter had been a Pentecostal woman. He started throwing bobby pins. <laughs> he'd, got, he'd got up under that helicopter anointing. You ever been to a meeting where the... <laughs> you ever been in <laughs> one of them Pentecostal meetings where the women's hair come out and they, they go around, woo, you know, their hair, it's like a whirly bird. Maybe you hadn't been in no wild meetings like I've been in. <laughs> Some of, it's like Indiana Jones whip, you know. <laughs> Hand out safety goggles in those meetings. <clears throat> Peter gets excited. Starts to have, oh, Lord, Je- Jesus, look. Oh, you know. The fig tree is dead, my God. You know, they had to see it to believe it. And we know that, we know that that's how it went because Jesus said this to him. He, he answered them and he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Say, have faith in God. Now, we're not going to read the rest of that because we're going to read another scripture that has the same statement in it. It's uh, in the book of something. It's in the book of... (laughs) Oh, Jesus, where is that? Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. And and here's where I'm going to tell you what this is. Are y'all still with me? All right. Chapter 7. If I go too long, just go like this. Don't let anybody say anything. Don't let anybody see it. Chapter 17, verse 14. And they, when they were come, talking about Jesus and his disciples, the multitude, the multitude, come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down unto him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft, uh, oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Now, Jesus gave his disciples power to cast out devils, power to heal uh, every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. 
They had already done that. They were doing that. But when they came to this kid, the lunatic kid, remind me of it. What was that? Who sang that song back in the 80s? Red Rider. Lunatic Fringe, right? See? Great minds think alike. Anyhow, <clears throat> this lunatic kid, the disciples, <laughs> the, the disciples had tried to do what Jesus commanded them to do and kick the devil out of this out of people. They tried to minister to this kid, but it's the, the father said, "I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him." So again, Jesus's authority being resisted. Because he gave authority to those who suffered. Now, see, we don't, we we never, we never even considered it in the Word of God. There were times that the enemy and that uh, that nature, that the world, tried to resist Jesus and His authority. But there it is again. Then Jesus answered and said, "Look what He says: O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me." In other words, Jesus was like. Man, how long do I have to put up with y'all? Just bring him over here. It says, and Jesus rebuked the devil. He rebuked the devil. Now, we think what he did right there was cast him out, but that word rebuke means to scold, to call, to call down. In other words, what Jesus did was he scolded the devil. How dare you not listen to my disciples? How dare you not obey them when I gave them authority over you? That's what happened. <clears throat> and, and, and the spirit departed out of him, and the child was cured from that hour. Then the disciples, uh, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Look what it says, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you had faith, and he talks about, again, what he talked with the others about, or what he talked about with the other. Now, here's what I want to say to you. What we've never been able to understand, <laughs> we have people that will preach all kinds of stuff to us. And I was just reminded of this the other day back in the office. I wondered why I turned it on, but there's a man by the name of William Branham that ministered healing to sick people. And when he would minister to sick people, he would tell them, the Lord told me if I could get you to believe that he would do something for you. Will you believe it? If, if God starts talking through me, if he starts ministering, healing to you, will you believe that it's him? And he said if he could get them to believe, they would be healed. And then after he would pray for him, he would say this. He would say, Jesus told people, go and sin no more. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. He would tell them, go and sin no more. He said, what we perceive as sin is lying, cheating, stealing. See, some of you believe you have a sin problem. Church, listen to me. There's only one problem in the church. It's, and, and I know some of you are like, oh, you don't know, brother. You don't know what I'm going through. Listen, I'm, I'm going to help you right now. Your problem isn't with lust. Your problem isn't with, uh, with drugs. Your problem isn't with lying, cheating, stealing, fornicating. That's not your problem. Do you know where all those things come from? There's only one sin in the body of Christ. There's only one sin in the world. You know what it is? Unbelief. Because the reason why we do the things we do and the, the way that we act the way that we act is because you would never fornicate if you really believed. 
If you really believed what God said about it, you'd never do it. But because we're unbelieving, it allows us to cross the line and do things that we know are not beneficial uh, spiritually or physically for the believer. Amen. And so it's unbelieving. That's, you know what? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a finer point on it. That's why we won't, no matter, listen, I said some things about praise and worship tonight that some of you needed to hear, but some of you won't change the way you're doing it. Why? Be, not, not because you hate God, not because you're opposed to Jesus, not because you're opposed to the church, not because you're opposed to anything. It's because of your unbelief. Because you won't believe what the Word of God says about praise and worship. Because you won't believe what the Word of God says about, you know, you know some of us, we're, we're not walking in our authority because we refuse to believe what the Word of God says about our authority. That we have power over all the powers of darkness. Amen. I mean, Jesus even said it. Jesus said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about... He said, because I've overcome the world. It's, it's unbelieving. It's, it's our unbelief that keeps us from. So how do we fix that? Now, listen, some of you think, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big fish to fry there. No, honestly, listen, God's already put within you what's necessary to overcome unbelief. You know, in your spirit, in your spirit, uh, the Bible says that, uh, and the Bible calls us believers. These signs shall follow them that believe. You know, calls us believers. Say, say this with me. Say, I'm a, I'm a believer. Look at someone. Say, you're a believer. When, when God's nature is in you when, you, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, now, now all of a sudden, your inner man, your inward nature becomes the, like the nature of God. So by nature, every one of you are believers. We're believers in our hearts. We're believers in our hearts. Go back, Joe. Go back to that scripture over there in Mark, Mark chapter 11. Go back over there and, and, and uh, where he says, have faith in God. Can't remember which verse it is, but it's in there somewhere. 22. Verse 22. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm almost done. You, you, you'll be shocked. Of course, I'm Puerto Rican, and, you know, quick means something different to me than most people. <laughs> And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Say, have faith in God. God. When you look at the interpretation of that verse, really what it says is this. Have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Listen, I command you because Jesus said it. If Jesus said it, it must be right. I command you not to have your kind of faith, but I command you to have the God kind of faith. The faith that talks to fig trees and 24 hours later, they fall over dead. The faith that steps on water and expects water to carry them. The faith that takes five loaves and two fish and feeds 10,000. Are y'all hearing me today? The faith that stands in front of the grave of a dead man and says, roll the stone away. But he's been dead for four days and by now he stinketh. Roll it away. Lazarus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Boy, something ought to be percolating in you right now. 
See, and this is why I told y'all that it's important for you to uh, entertain the Spirit. Because in moments like this, the Spirit of God begins to set things off in your inner man. And sometimes the way, that we, the way that we solidify those things is in our response to that. And sometimes it's not good enough to just wag your head and wave your hand. Sometimes it's not good enough. So, sometimes there's got to be some kind of corresponding action. There have been times some of you have gotten fire in your feet and you knew good and well God wanted you to get up and dance that promise in. But because of our unbelief. Listen, church, it's not a lack of a love for God that keeps us from doing these things. It's not a lack of a desire from God to do them that keeps them from us. It's our unwillingness to believe and to apply corresponding actions to those beliefs. I know, I'm, believe me, I'm not, this is not a brag, it's a fact. I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this from the time I was 16 years of age. God called me to revival in this nation. We see it evidenced all the time. And I'm going around all over this nation trying to persuade people. I'm not trying to persuade them to give me a bigger offering. George, I don't hand out $1,000 envelopes or $100 envelopes. I don't do that. You know, all I, go, all I do going from church to church is I try to persuade people to obey, to get out of themselves. To, you know what? To do something. That we're still doing the same stuff we've always done. Pushing the same buttons and pulling the same levers. All to no avail. And I tell them something different to do. And they're like, well, you know, let me pray about it. When? You never pray anyway. I'm not being facetious. Well, maybe I am a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be condescending. But honestly, you know, what we unbelief keeps us from really bowing our knees and our hearts in prayer to the Lord. Because we think, we think it's a, an exercise in futility because we've prayed and never seen anything happen. And we never, we never put two and two together that it's because we weren't really believing. And, and I'm going to tell you something. It is impossible for you to believe as long as you remain in the flesh. As long as you're governed by the flesh and you're governed by your reasoning and you're governed by your ways and your head, you can never believe the way God, the way God intends for you to believe. you got to get in the Spirit. Which is why when I preach stuff like this, the Spirit of God moves on people for, for them to obey. Because when you obey God, if he tells you to get up and take a run around this church and you, and you obey him and you take a run around there, what you do is you surrender to him. By the time you get done running, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you're, and you're overflowing with his Spirit, that puts you in a position where you can believe. Amen. 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 It's not just so we can have a, a run. If we wanted to run, I'd just take you all across the street. There's a track right there around the lake. <laughs> have faith in God. Look what it said. Have faith in God. Faith in God. Next verse. 
For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says will come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. I'm going I'm to wind this up here. This is, this is the key to getting over into faith and believing. If you want to believe, if you want to believe and not be doubting, but you, if you, you want to get rid of unbelief, it starts in your mouth. It starts with what you say. Look what Jesus said. He said, whosoever, now notice the, the main point of this, and, and we, you know, a lot of times we, wanna, we want to emphasize doubt, or we want to emphasize, you know, just believing. But look what this verse of Scripture says. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, amen, shall what? Say. One more time. Say. So faith, faith says. Believing says. So before faith ever moves your mountain, it has to move your tongue. Before faith ever moves your mountain, it has to move your tongue. The hardest thing in the world to move. And not saying a bunch of the stuff you've been saying. You know what? Instead, you know what the Bible says? If, you know what the Bible says you should say if you're sick? It doesn't say you should say you're sick. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It says, and now, you know what the, it says, now let the weak say, I am God. my God. Hallelujah. Well, I don't like to say that because I feel like I'm lying. <laughs> I, I hear those things all the time. How can you be lying when he's the truth? You're, the facts of your life may be that you're tired, that you're weak, that you're sick. But the truth is that 2,000 years ago, God manifested in the flesh, came and took 39 stripes on his back. He bore your sicknesses. He carried your diseases. He bore them so you wouldn't have to bear them. He carried them so you wouldn't have to... Glory to God. But see, that starts right here. I don't feel like it. See there? Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say. It don't say let the poor say I'm poor. Or I'm broke. Listen, I've seen some of y'all on Facebook. I know what you're saying. Gas prices. As soon as gas prices. First people start talking about gas prices with the church. My God. Look, look, everybody looking around. <laughs> what are we going to do? Man, we got to do something. Let's vote him out of office. No, here's a. Th how about you tap into the resources God intended for you to you actually think the president of this country has something to do with the gas Now somebody's like, yeah, you do. No, listen, those yo-yos, they don't even know what they're doing. We got to pray for them. Amen. 
I, call, I said yo-yo is not as a derogatory. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. <laughs> but they're always spinning. They're always spinning something. <laughs> Usually a lie. <laughs> so, the, so the word says, so verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Notice how many times he says, he says believe one time. He says doubt one time. How many times does it say say in there? Say unto this mountain, be thou and we be thou cast as he shall not down his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Says three. The emphasis is on saying. The emphasis is on saying. Why is the emphasis on saying? Let me show you. Book of, uh, Book of Romans. Almost done. I'm sorry, book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, talking about those that came before us, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore Come on, somebody. You want to change your believing? Start saying what the Word of God says and ditch what you're... Anything that contradicts what the Word of God says, you've got to start ditching it for what God says. Listen, I don't care what brother so-and-so did. I don't care what pastors... I don't care how many failures those people had. I don't care whether they... Listen, I, I hear all kinds of stuff all the time. I, I take, I've taken people to churches and... Um, uh, we went to we went to a church one time, and the worship team was going, and it was a it was a predominantly black church, and so I mean they were they were going and blowing, man. I mean they, we we were in a praise break. Everybody was taking their turns dancing in the aisle. I was even out there, you understand? And and I can't dance, but boy, I was trying. And then someone, someone came and said, see that guy on the organ? I said, yeah, boy, he can play. Man, that guy was ripping that organ. And he said, he's homosexual. I said, man, he can play. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but you know, they get up here and they play church. And all these derogatory things started coming out of his mouth as a result. And you know what it did? It started... You know, the enemy, he starts trying to work on you to make, you know what he's doing, right? The enemy's trying to discredit, not man, but trying to discredit God and his word and what God is capable of doing. How many times have we been? Listen, I've been at the Native Reservation, seen people. I've been at that camp meeting. 17 hours of special singing. Give you the pulpit at nine o'clock, and while and while you're up there preaching, they're eating fry bread, and they don't even save you none. And they cooking it right by the tent. You can smell it, you know. You can smell. You can smell the powdered sugar. You see the strawberries. Everything you like. Mmm. I was. I was. I was out there in, uh, somewhere in New Mexico, and I was like, y'all. I stopped. I stopped. I was like, y'all gonna save me some of that, aren't you? 
I got done. There was not one piece. Left. Those dirty rats. Isn't that terrible? I was like, we're going to use that bucket of oil tomorrow for anointing service. Well, you going to get your fried bread then? Mm-hmm. Stick my hands in that oil and roll. <laughs> but y'all know, because I, I was a... I was at one. I was at that meeting. It was in Gallup. It was in Gallup, New Mexico, and they were having special singing. I'm telling you, everyone had a song, and you know what? They were going to sing it. I, I, I overheard a conversation with a man who had a special song, and the and the and the guy that was over the camp meeting, and he's like, "Y'all said I could do two songs." He's like, "Brother, we're going long." He said, "Yeah, but you said I could. You said I could have two. It's like a contract or something." You said I could do two songs. All right, brother, just do your two songs. That guy made those two songs last 25 minutes. He sang it native style, Michael Jackson style. Boy, he had all kinds of stuff. Man, he would be. It's like, praise him! Praise him! Man, yeah, he was all, woohoo! I was like, this is unbelievable. But you, but you know what that does? That works, that works on you. It works on you. It starts to make you believe that, you know, is there anyone who, who has what we've been talking about here tonight? Is there anyone who has real Holy Ghost power? Is there anyone who's really anointed? Are there really a people that have a hunger and a thirst for God to show up like he did over in the book of 2 Chronicles? That when they, when, they began to, when they began to sing as one and they began to play as one, that the place was filled with smoke and filled with the glory of God. So much so that the priest couldn't stand up. You know what? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that will make one sound to God that'll make one noise that'll raise their voices with one voice in one accord to entertain the presence of God are you hearing me today almighty God but you know who it starts with it starts with you it starts with you. You've got to be determined that you're going to be believing, that you're going to. That you. Let me do one more thing. Sit down. Let me show you one more thing. I promise. One more thing. Is that all right? One, I promise. One more thing. You're going to be glad I did. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Go back to that Matthew scripture. Chapter, chapter 17, Joe. Verse 20. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I know somebody like, why are you doing that? Because I'm happy. <laughs> so they said, why couldn't we do this, Jesus? He said, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed... You shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. But then he said something interesting. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Listen to me. Many people believe that Jesus was talking about this kind of devil. 
When he said, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, people have thought he was saying this kind of spirit, this kind of demon. That's not what he was talking about. How did he start? Because of your unbelief. You know what he was saying? This kind of unbelief goeth not out. But by prayer and by fasting. We've got to be determined to eradicate unbelief. That's the, that's, you, you know what? Your sin isn't, my sin isn't overeating. I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk about me. I know what I'm, I mean, you don't get this figure by eating just enough. I mean, we want to go on about homosexuality. Oh, the homosexual. That's God. You can be a Christian and you can be homosexual, but you can't be a Christian homosexual. Well, if that's true, you can be a Christian and you can be fat, but you can't be a fat Christian. No, you can be a Christian that struggles with obesity. Just like you can be a Christian that struggles with homosexuality. trying to alienate and we're trying to alienate people that are in the most darkness well they had a gay day at disney we need to boycott are you kidding me if i was going to go on a fishing trip and someone said hey all the fish are going to be at lake hefner this sunday every last fish in oklahoma is going to be at lake hefner and they're going to be biting you know where i'm going to be at lake hefner Church should have gone on gay day to Disney. In fact, every gay day, there ought to be droves of people from church driving buses to Disney. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. We got them all in one place. See? Oh, no. I don't agree. I know, because you don't want to go. Because you're unbelievable. It's an unbelief problem. It's an unbelievable. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Listen, nothing will stir up your faith like watching people that we have thought are impossible to win to Christ. Like those, like I told you, the testimony of the Amish people. To some of y'all, that's incredible. You know what? Why? Nothing is Im- Nothing is impossible to him that believes. To him that not to him that preaches good. We're so busy trying to defend God, trying to defend his ways, when all the time he's just trying to get us to get over there and believe him. Because all things are not possible to him that's persuasive. All things are not possible to him that has the best defense for the gospel. The Bible doesn't say nothing is impossible to him that has the best grasp on Bible doctrine and theology. No, all things are possible to him that believes. A believer, someone who is a believer is the most dangerous thing on planet earth. And that's why the devil works on your unbelief. That's why he works on you to believe that, oh, no, that you know what? You know how some people are? Oh, there's no good Christians. There's no good churches. Nobody's doing this. Oh, no, there's some. We're, we're working it out. The way that we get over that unbelief, there's, there's only one way it goes. We've got to pray. We've got to begin to pray. We've got to begin to fast. 
I have a, I have a problem. I wear it. You, you, some people, you can't see their problem. Right. Mine, it's right there. <laughs> Too many Twinkies. <laughs> I don't like Twinkies. It's, it's Krispy Kreme is what it is. <clears throat> but you know, you know why? Because I like, I like believing that God can see me through. Do you know, I was telling Michael Salazar this, I've lost some weight here recently. Not, not a whole lot, but a little. And do you know, how, you know how it came off? The seven days we prayed together, or five days we prayed together in this. Remember when we came together, I prayed with y'all for five days. In five days, I lost seven pounds. Do you know why? Because we got together and we prayed and it put me, and we did it in the morning. See, typically I pray before I go to bed at night. When I prayed in the morning, that put my mind on prayer all day. I never quit praying all day long those days. It just set me to praying. And uh, as a result, all of a sudden my food started to line up because I got over there in a different place of believing. You can do this. Stand up all over the place. Praise God. Told you I was almost done 25 minutes ago. <laughs> Gabe, where are you? I saw you here. Ah, oh, my beautiful son. <laughs> I've always called him my beautiful son, and he, uh, he saw my phone one day, and I had in my phone for my daughter, my Princess Michael. That's my daughter's name is Michael. My Princess Michael. And then he looked at his and said, Gabe. <laughs> he was like, really, Dad? My Princess Michael, then you got me Gabe. So I put it in my phone, my beautiful son. Saragosa Gabriel Sanchez. His mother plugs in her phone. When it, she does, it says, It says, Gabe is my favorite child. <laughs> he has a program. He has a program. Gabe is my favorite child. <laughs> Can I tell your testimony, Gabe? We went to a camp, camp meeting in uh, Seattle area, the Sklalem Indian Reservation. I was preaching. Man, the, the Lord, he was working. They told me, Sister Billy, Carlita Billy, wonderful, wonderful lady. I love that lady. Uh, J.R. Boyd was the one who invited us, and Sister Billy was there, and <laughs> I love her, man. She's just, there's something about her. But I was preaching this around, around the last part of the camp meeting, and, and he, came, he came forward, man. He was just crying. I was like, what's going on? I thought maybe someone was messing with him, you know? Some kid got in a fight with him. I was like, I, got in, I was in dad mode right away. I'm like, what happened? He's looking at me, he's going, crying, man. Finally, I got in the spirit. <laughs> you know, it's weird how with my kid, I'm, I'm getting dad mode real quick, and then, then all of a sudden he starts to shine brightly. I was like, oh, I said, it's happening, isn't it? And he goes, I said, that's the spirit of God on you. He goes, I mean, this was just about four years ago. And I was so nervous. I was like, Sister Billy, <laughs> come lay hands on him. I said, all you ladies. I said, if you're old, come up here and lay hands on this boy. 
all those, all those Indian mamas came forward, boy. The native ladies, man, they went to praying over him in tongues. Shared it, but he hit the ground under the power of God. They didn't leave him alone. They got down there with him. That's one of the reasons why we, we keep going back because God's doing something. God's doing something. He wants to do something in you today. Some of you, as I've been preaching, the Spirit of God, He came upon you. You were stirred up in the innermost part of your being. The anointing, the anointing was stirred in you. God's going to touch you today. First thing I want to do is this. If you're here and you need to get your heart right with Jesus, if you've never given your heart to the Lord before, maybe you've never served God, never. Today, you need to get your heart right with Jesus. You say, well, how will I know? You know. Doesn't nobody have to tell you. Your, your heart is, is exposing you. There's some of you here that you're away from God. You're not serving him like you should. I don't care how long you've been in church. There are some of you that are away from God, and you know you are. You've gotten away from him. Today, he wants your life. He wants to save you. He wants you to rededicate yourself. He wants to renew your vows. He wants you to renew your vows to him. So if you're here and you're not saved or you're away from God and you need to rededicate your heart to the Lord. I want you to get out of your chair and come stand with me right now. Come on. Is there anyone? Is there anyone? Let's make quick work of it. Turn around and ask the people around you. Are, you. are you serving the Lord? Tell them, if you need to go, I'll go with you. Tell them, if you need to go, I'll go with you. Be honest. Be honest. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I hear you, brother. You know, you just have to be obedient to the Lord. You don't listen. All you got to do is respond to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you in your heart. In your heart. Come close, guys. Come up here. Come up here. Stand, stand closer to me. Stand right up here. Come on. Well, stand right here, brother. Amen. Is there anyone else? Listen, don't, don't stay where you're at. If the Spirit of God is dealing with you in any way, get out of your chair. We have time, believe me. I know something like, well, it's getting late. I got to work. You'll make it. No one ever died from being tired. I mean, I've been doing this 30, 38 years. I've never had anyone die of tired. Not one. Not one. Some of you have been tired since you were a baby. It's true. Your mama said, you was in the crib. Your mama said, leave the baby alone. It's tired. You've been tired ever since. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to pray together. One last call. Listen, some of you, he's dealing with you. It doesn't matter how many times you've come. He's going to meet you here today. Man, I feel the Spirit of God. Listen, some of you are going to need a designated driver to get home tonight. I'm telling you right now. All right, we're going to pray together. I want you all to say this prayer with me. I want you to mean it with all of your heart. I want you to believe out of your spirit. 
for God to do in you what he's drawn you to this altar to do. Say this with me. Say, Jesus. Say it out loud. Everybody all over the building. Say, Jesus. I'm sorry for all my sins. Forgive me. Wash me in your blood. Take my life in your hands. I surrender everything that I am and everything that I have to you, Lord. Fill me full of your spirit so I can live in victory from today forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Amen. <laughs> now, I want you to lift your hands up to him. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask God to touch you. Father, I thank you. Lord, touch Rachel. Touch in the name of Jesus. Fire. Fire. Tenemasa. Now in the name of Jesus. Touch Lily God in the name of Jesus. Touch Titus, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost saturate the both of them today. Filled to overflowing. Filled to overflowing. Maya Soporo. Now. Fire. Watch him. Fire. In the name of Jesus. Come here, Pastor John, Sister Bernice. Lift him up high. Thank God. Lord, I thank you. Now in the name of Jesus. Fire. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Now listen, if you're here today, and I want you to, I want you to respond right. But some of you, the Spirit of God came upon you today as I was preaching. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just something you were, how can I say that? You were aware that God was trying to provoke you to someplace higher. You became aware that there was something more that He had for you. And you may not know how you're going to get there. But with all of your heart, you desire for the Lord to take you to that higher place. And you're willing to allow His Spirit to fill you and to bring you the best. If I'm talking to you, I want you to get out of your chair and find a place to stand up here with me. And I'm going to lay my hands on you and I'm going to pray. And I need you helpers to really help me out here. El Mahara. Tobrosa Man, the fire of God is here. El Now, Father, I thank you today. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that your Spirit is working in this place. That your Spirit is working in each one, God, that is standing at this altar tonight. Lord, I pray. Listen, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray in the Spirit right now. I want you to hook up with heaven right now. All over the building. Oro 
anointing. The anointing. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we're breaking out on the left and we're breaking out on the right. We're breaking out in front. We're breaking out in back in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that tonight freedom reigns. Koresa Baramba. El Fede, in this place, freedom reigns in your people, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that today, that they're being filled with your spirit to overflowing. Now, Liz, in the name of Jesus. Fire, fire! Harasa, watch her. Harasa bangele chedri atama. Barosa pangele chedri. Fire in the name of Jesus. Watch him. And tenemoroso bangele chedri ataba atsa. Ondono moromo sekeche badaya. Now in the name of Jesus, let the fire of the Holy Ghost saturate. Corosa. Mana mana mahara. Borosobone. Now in the name of Jesus. Corosobogele chedri borefa. Orosobongele nekedi anaya. Double dose in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Now Now in the name of Jesus. Now in Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus. Come here, George. Lord, give him a double dose in the name of Jesus. Double dose. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Come here, Rachel. Uh, McMillan. Orosobangleche. <laughs> Manasa, now, Koresa, watch her. Parasa, Koro, Dongre. Oh, you got it. Yeah, ho, ho, ha, 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 ha. Mana, Elegula, Sakata, Bang, Sakangar, and Jegadadea. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Yala, Now, Koresa, for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Touch today, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Boro, Sakoya. Mana, Moro, Siatao. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Who haven't I prayed for? I prayed for them. I prayed for them. I'll give you 
Listen, get a double dose, Gil. Double dose. Double dose. Double dose. Double dose. Double dose. Double dose. Double dose in the Namasa Kichibeda. In the name. Corosa. Yes. Elisabrena manja gichere boro sobono. Yeah, let me start here. Shed a boda. Ha ha ha. Receive, Tammy, in the name of Jesus. Kelesoko, Taramasebo, Tarabria. Lift him up, Rachel. Double dose. How? Kachera boro sabangalije. Ha 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 ha. Now, Sabana. I loose the fire of the spirit. Hora sabangalije. Pala socorro. Enema. Hedibosa keje. Now, Hora Sabane. Horongon jengel mansa. Rangalan jindere mureba. For the glory of God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. For the glory of God. Touch today, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Teleboro Sokoya Borosa. Halakriara Mandere Mahara. Shayaboro Sokoro. Shenenenomo Rodrio Sopolo. Harabriek Sekere Drieche. Moro Sapanga Legera. Now in the name of Jesus. Horosobo Ridriete de Behedria. Boro Sokoro Drionde de Mahara Driecta. For the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing, God. I thank you for what you're doing. Is that everybody? And they maced it. Come on, Nikki, lift your hands to it. Higher. Koresa. Morom remedea. Gele se peredriete de baharadriete. Foro shabongel in nenemante de maradrieta. Parasupere. Fola sabara for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch Keith today. Chumaya so robogra gaura bangradida manche. Bere soporo. Tana maramde. Buru sekeche bengele chedoya. Mara so fire. Kola sekeja. Lele mo fire. Horoso. Woo. Woo. Baya borosegejim. Mene sepeda. Olabre ace de carafridea. For the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Well, let's give God praise for all that he's done here today. Let's give God praise. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Listen, don't be in a hurry. Let God have his way. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Let God have his way. These, these things of being filled with the Spirit. You know, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. This is not just a one-time thing or a two-time thing. This is a this is a continual thing. And that's why we always pray. Because when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says once you've been filled, 
you get filled again. And then you get filled again. You say, well, how do I know if I've been filled? Well, you just keep going until you know. Amen. You just keep pressing. You just keep, you just keep pressing in to receive. Amen. Be, be fully persuaded. He, God, wants to, God wants to pour out His Spirit on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Touch today. From the top of her head, Lord, to the soles of her feet. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost. Saturate today, God. Fill to overflowing, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that we're stepping over into a greater place of faith, into a greater realm of glory, into a greater realm of believing in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you. Lord, you've begun a good work in us. Your word declares you're faithful to complete it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Well, thank God. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Glory. 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 What a wonderful time we've had in the presence of the Lord. Thank God. Lord, we're so grateful for all that you've done, for all that you've said to us. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us solutions out of your word, by your spirit, to the things that we face. Lord, I know that if we'll be doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, that we will see, Lord, these things manifested in a greater measure. And so, Lord, we're determined, and with your help, uh, to see this all the way through in the name of Jesus. And God, we will truly give you all the glory and all the praise for all that is manifested out of us. All that you do, God, out of us by your spirit. We promise, Lord, we will, we will give you all the praise. We will give you all the glory. Lord, we will not try to defend you. We'll just let you speak for yourself through our lives. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the privilege that you've given us, Lord, in Jesus' name.
How many of you received something here today? Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Listen, I sure love you. I sure appreciate you. We've had a, we have had a great time in the presence of the Lord this week. And I'm so grateful, grateful to God for all that he's done. Listen, if you're, if you're part of another church, we're glad that uh, you've joined us for these revival services. We know that some of you, you know, many, many have come from Shawnee and some of you have come from other places. But you know what? If you don't have a home church, we just want to say this to you. Welcome home. Amen. Welcome home. You know, you need to plug in somewhere. This is as good a place as any. And we, uh, we definitely believe in training people up. We, we, we believe God wants to use us to mobilize people into their destiny. And uh, so, uh, praise God. Boy, how do you end a service like this? You don't, do you? You just kind of turn everybody loose and, and uh, I thank you for that, Lord. There's, there's been such an anointing for healing here. That, that I, hear, I feel like the Lord's saying there's someone that have a right knee that is uh, being healed right now in the name of Jesus. He's touching someone's right knee. And it's not just isolated to your knee. It's in, that, it's in that whole area, above and underneath and in your knee. But I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I speak healing into your body. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Praise God. Amen. Well, we're not going to dismiss out of his presence, but we're going to go in his presence tonight. And uh, before you leave here, definitely love someone because you do. And let's continue to magnify the Lord, to lift up the name of Jesus. Let's continue to follow the leading of the Spirit. And uh, we'll gather again. We'll gather again together. Uh, we have another uh, scheduled uh, time of revival the first week of January. We have, uh, we have a revival every January. And uh, you say, boy, you guys revive a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I might, you know, I'm, I'm part Mexican, so I reckon I'm native, so that's why we have so many revivals. <laughs> We're not doing camp meeting, but anyway, but uh, first week of January. So uh, mark your calendars and, and make plans to join us. Uh, Pastor Ken Harris is coming from uh, Richmond, Indiana to start us out, and then we have a, a fellow coming that's never been here before. Uh, his name is Tom Scarella. Of course, I'll, I'll be preaching toward the end of that revival as well. But I love you guys. Thank you for thank you for coming. Keep your hearts and your minds on the Lord. In Jesus' name. And I will see you guys. We'll see you guys here, there, or in the air. Amen. Thank God. I love you. Go in his presence. We'll see you soon. Amen.